Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond, the future of work podcast that goes beyond the traditional nine to five. I am Karen Tischler, speaker, consultant, and host of the show, where we hear from global experts every other week to discover innovative solutions and tips on how to remain a relevant employer in the future. I am super excited to have Dan Reed on my show today. In his day job, Dan works in financial services. He started Career Dad in the summer of 2019. In our conversation, he will share more why he started it and what his mission is. We will also talk about how parent networks at companies can be extended and talk about flexible working and portfolio careers. We go on to talk about skills learned as parents and how COVID has really eliminated the secret parenting. Thank you so much, Dan, for coming onto my show today. Hey, thank you so much for having me. We have a lot of people from all over the world listening to us today, so they might not know where every guest is situated from. So could you give us a little bit of a background where you're calling in from? Absolutely. So I'm in the UK. Uh, I'm in Northampton, which is just north of London. Um, yeah, it's, it's in the evening. It's a little bit rainy and uh, looking forward to when the sun comes back. Here, it's like, you know, here is actually some sun already <laughs> mm. and it is uh, midday. Do you have any type of food that you particular like that's from your area of the world? Um, I don't think British cuisine is known uh, for, for, for being fabulous. Um, I, do you know, so uh, my, my guilty pleasure is actually uh, your neck of the woods is, oh. is Tim Hortons. Oh. So I, I, um, I am infatuated with the fact that I can go to Tim Hortons with $5, uh, get a coffee, orange juice and a breakfast bagel and leave with change. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess, I guess you can't beat fish and chips though, right? Yeah. British fish yeah. and chips. Yeah, I really, I, I lived in England for nine years and yes, okay. I really like this and I actually like the, the cooked breakfast. I really did. Yes. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, my, my wife's parents, uh, lived in Germany for uh, a long time. Oh, okay. So I'm very familiar. I'm very familiar with a very rural town in lower Saxony. Uh -huh. Um, but, but, but yeah, some German cuisine is just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, um, before we get really started, I think maybe people will be surprised to find out how we actually met. Do you want to tell people? Yeah. I, I think as, especially given what we're here to talk about and what we do. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So we, <laughs> we met on a Facebook group. Um, through the the Gary V first in line uh, Facebook group, so we're both uh, big fans of Gary V and 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 what he talks about. Um, and yeah, I, I guess that it both attracted us to the Facebook group, where it's a you know community of like minded people that are. I guess there's a lot of the group that want to try and start businesses, or you know they have questions and they want help answering them. And what what drove me there is just someone who is 
pretty happy and content with what I have in my life and I'm content in the aspirations that I have that I'm on the path to, to, to get them. So I just want to try and help give that back to others. And I think that, yeah, we just started commenting in, in the same kind of uh, threads. And then it was like, oh, you, you, you talk about kind of parents and, and work. And that's actually my side business is, is talking about parents and work. So maybe it's worth us having a chat. And that was was that around Christmas before? It feels like a, a while ago. It, it, it feels with this world now. It definitely, it feels, yeah. Yeah, it, pre-COVID. Exactly. Right? So a, a lifetime ago. It, it really, it really did. And um, yeah, yeah I, I was fascinated about um, Gary V, like his approach. And I actually ended up on Ask Gary V when he had Beth Comstock on his show. And um, I asked them about professionals trying to return back to the paid workforce and how mm. one could actually try um, to promote this with organizations that might not be quite as um, flexible about parental leave. And um, so that's how really I got all started. And yeah. then we met. And so, yes, now, could you because I, you know, I obviously did a lot of research. So could you tell our listeners how you started Career Dad? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, um, so I have my, my day job, uh, which I, I work in financial services. Uh, I head up a digital and platform delivery for a bank. So looking after websites and marketing automation and, and uh, dabbling in marketing technology and, and things like that. Uh, but I also have uh, a wife and, and two children. And I, in my, I don't know, it must have been my mid 20s was around the time where I was getting married um, and felt I've always wanted a family for, for the longest of times. But I've always, I guess, in the back of my mind, been very ambitious, although uh, that was probably masked throughout my late teens, early 20s, uh, by low self-confidence, um, and then thankfully kind of resolving that, which is another story, um, I got to the point where I knew that I wanted to be incredibly successful, quote unquote, um, but I was already worried about what that would mean from a family life perspective, because uh, I, uh, I grew up in a divorced household, um, and it wasn't the best. So I wanted to, I knew family was important and I wanted family, but I also knew that I wanted to be as present as I could be. And so there was this constant battle between, well, how can I be as present as I can be, but also make choices that are going to mean I'm not going to be as present as I can be. Um, when my Sec when my second child was born, which was the summer of last year, 2019, I think that's where, and that's also the time that I, I started Career Dad, I think that's where it really got to, to a head because I felt torn between wanting to progress my career and wanting to have family. And when I spoke to people about it, what I got back was, well, get your priorities straight. And this was actually, you know, whilst on paternity leave, I still, I was on paternity leave, but I wanted to know what was going on with work. And so I was messaging kind of people at work and saying, oh, how did your presentation go? Oh, did you, you know, go for that promotion? Did, you know, just talk to me about work. And I was just met with a, I'd say resistance. Uh, it, it was, it was very much get your priorities straight. You need to focus on your family. Work will still be here in three weeks. Don't worry about it. And 
it was coming from a good place, but it wasn't understanding me. And I, and I was trying to say, look, I, 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 my family are incredibly important, but so is my work. And I'm able to consume two different pieces of information just, you know, um, and so I wondered, am I alone? Because when I started to talk about it, it was very much hearing back, well, this is how you need to find better work-life balance. And I'm thinking that's not what I'm after. I'm after someone who gets that I might want to work in Europe for three weeks out of the month, but I also want to pick up the kids from school. Like I know that that might, might sound incredibly selfish, but that's what I wanted. Um, so a long story short is I, I put a video out on, on LinkedIn, I've been very active on LinkedIn for a number of years and, and just said, look, I, I, these two words are floating around in my head, career and dad. Does this mean, if I say career dad, does it mean anything to anyone? And I was just inundated with, with dads saying, yes, you don't need to explain more. I understand what you're saying. You know, we can talk about guilt, we can talk about anxieties, we can talk around mentorship and career development and, you know, being stressed and all of this stuff all in one package. Um, and so I never actually intended to set it up as a business. I thought, oh, I'm really passionate about this. So I'll, you know, I dabble in websites, I'll create a website. Um, and then very quickly that led on to a podcast, The Career Dad Show. Um, and then I, I got advice to set it up as a business. Um, and now we're what, seven or, or eight months in or so. Um, and yeah, it, it, it is, uh, it is a business that I run alongside my, my day job. Wow. That's just yeah. amazing to hear how, you know, one idea and sharing it with the community really was how everything started. And, um, yeah. now your mission of career dad to positively impact as many dads lives as possible. Mm. Could you share sort of like, you know, more to that? Yes, absolutely. And that was a very, uh, it's a very good question because it's a very purposeful statement. And I don't mean kind of in the grandeur, oh, isn't this a really ha have a lot of purpose. I mean, purposeful in terms of to help as many dads lives as possible because you know, as, as, as you all know as well, and, and, you know, from being a Gary Vee fan, um, I find numbers quite arbitrary. I think that I could say I want to impact 10,000 dads lives. Um, and that's great because you're starting from pretty much zero or maybe 10 or so 10,000 real aspirational, but what happens in 12 months time where it's 9,500 and, and then in a 13 months time where it's what 10,001, do I a stop? Or B say, well, now it's twenty thousand. Like it doesn't matter. Right. It's just it's just an arbitrary number. So I wanted to pick as many as possible because it's never ending. That I can never achieve that goal, but I can constantly be on the journey to achieve that goal. And the reason again that I went to to positively impact as many as possible is because, as I say, having having a day job having a family and starting a business is, is quite time consuming. Um, I therefore have to be really, really precious about my time. So every opportunity that I get or every, you know, I, I'll do, um, I'll do talks to companies and they'll be paid talks. And I'll also do some talks to charities and schools that will be free. And I've got to weigh up 
um, what the right thing to do is. And so I've in, in as and uh, the whiteboard that you can see behind me in in the top corner just up there is the mission statement of positively impacting as many dads' lives as possible. Because every single opportunity I cross reference with that is that going to help me get one step closer towards that goal? If yes, I'll find some way of doing it. If no, I might have to put it on the back burner. I think that's a really good approach because in my own experience, time is definitely yeah. the most valuable thing. Absolutely. So um, now as you are approaching and, you know, becoming more well-known and there are more and more people aware about your network, I had a chance, mm -hmm. for example, as I'm German, to go to Germany in January to attend the Father Summit, which is basically a conference focused on balancing work as well as being a dad. And so mm -hmm. there was um, the federal minister of family there as well as company leaders. Um, for example, Kava Yunosi, who is the head of HR in SAP Germany and to me, SAP is a best practice company because they have so many initiatives towards life work balance as well as a father's network. So does that exist in the UK? And like, are there, are you aware of a lot of companies that have networks, father networks like that? Yeah. So, so to answer the first point, mm -hmm. does something at a, a UK wide right. level that is a father's way? Um, I'm going to say no, mm -hmm. or if it does, I'm not aware of it. Therefore, it's not doing a great job. If it does, yes. there's there's nothing there's nothing that I'm aware of yeah. that exists like that yeah. at it's not a company based. Um, that is where I guess people like me and you know Ian Dinwiddie and Hanson Lee and these guys are, are, are kind of occupying that space from a company perspective. Again, I think there's there's a handful of companies that are looking at dad or father networks. They are very, very much in the minority. Mm -hmm. I think that largely it's packaged up into a working families network or a parental network. Right. Um, and then there are still a lot of companies actually without that. Um, the, the, you, you, you tend to, I, I guess there's kind of the, I think of it as, as probably like four levels where you've got nothing, right. um, you, you then potentially got a working mum's network. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the next level down would be a working family's working parents network and then a working dad's, uh, right. network. But, but the latter is very, very few and far between. Yeah. It's, I have to say here in Canada, I am also not aware on a Canada-wide basis, mm. nor really that, you know, any particular company sort of, you know, jumps up in my mind and say, okay, this is one that is running a father's network. So, yeah. so. so and, I, yeah. and, I, and I was talking to um, a global company mm -hmm. uh, a few months back and they were, um, which, which is great because that's part of the career dad offering, I right. guess. And, and they were saying, look, we want to, we, we have diversity and inclusion networks. We have, we have a, um, a, a family network and we're really struggling to engage dads. What can we do to engage mm -hmm. dads? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, so tell me about your, your family network. Oh, well, it's, it's a parenting network. 
I said, well, that's, that's kind of the problem is that, and, and, and actually the other way is that dads and mums generally don't consider themselves as parents, as in they identify as a mum or as a dad, not as a parent. So then the default is when you see a parenting network is, oh, well, that's for mums right. because historically that's what it's been geared for. Exactly. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying, I'm very, I'm very conscious when I talk about anything to do with equality or diversity and inclusion that actually what we're after is that level playing field. And oftentimes what happens is people have to jump on the ends of the seesaw to go, this bit's really important. And then this bit gets left behind. So then they jump on this bit. So it's really important and this bit. And so that's really, really difficult. So I'm not saying you need to have a separate working mum's network and a separate working dad's network. But again, the company I was speaking to, the advice I was giving is if you have a working families network or a working parents network, have that sitting across the top, but then have a subgroup, which is a working dads or the dads network mm -hmm. and have it and, and have your working network that sits across the top, have a co-chair that is a mum and a dad and, and you can have group activities and then siloed activities as well, because within the organization that I work in for my day job, uh, I've held and, and kind of started dad only coffee drop-in sessions and it's been there's been such a change in conversation when it is dad only versus mixed and i think it's really really crucial to be able to provide a space to have those conversations i think that is a really good idea because i imagine that sometimes people will be more honest if they are yeah. you know in a situation where they feel somebody might feel identical to them and then can reveal how they struggle with the multiple it, aspects of being a parent it's, it's, and working yeah is is re i think it's really important and even even with the career dad facebook group so there's a career dad linkedin group and that's open to anyone anyone can join it's pretty quiet because the nature this is the problem we need to overcome right the nature of people being identified by the organization they work at they want to keep quiet and not talk about any struggles mm -hmm. Um, so it's normally just me talking about all the struggles that I have. Mm -hmm. um, but, but the Facebook group is, is again, dad only. And, and I, I struggle with that from time to time because I want to have an inclusive environment. Right. But then I, I, I poll the dads in the group every kind of few months and say, this, as you're aware, this is a, a dad only space. Is that okay? Do, do, do you want that? And unanimously it is yes, because they will talk about things very guard down where they don't have to worry about how their partner or their wife or girlfriend or whoever is going to perceive them. Yeah. Now we can argue whether that's right or wrong, but it is what it is. So why not create that space to allow someone to be vulnerable and to get advice? Because what's the alternative hitting a diversity quota by making the group open to all and not having the conversation and then not fulfilling that statement. Right. So yeah, it's tricky. Well, I, I, I agree. I feel, you know, what you described of having multiple groups and then under a umbrella of, you know, an mm. inclusive um, parenting network. I think that sounds like um, a, a great idea. And mm. As we are talking about this now, obviously with COVID and people working from home and having to mm. deal with unpaid care work, it's like 
as I'm, you know, a big proponent of flexible work to ultimately create a more diverse workforce by allowing especially professionals returning back to the paid workforce after a long period of time. To me, it has brought that whole care work out into the open from being previously much more visible. And I imagine yeah. that's one big aspect, like, you know, before I've forgotten how long ago it was like, you know, the BBC reporter in, I think it was in South Korea where his little oh, yes. daughter came in yeah, and yeah. it was the, the, you know, the, the talk of the week, if not months. And now yeah. pretty much every zoom call every day, exactly. Somebody yeah. has a kid or a cat or somebody coming in. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Um, how do you deal like, you know, with, the the care work as well as mm. you know and also in your conversations with other dads yeah it's it's incredibly tough because so my 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 personal situation as so I've, I've got a five-year-old son and uh, a near 11 month old daughter so my wife is on maternity leave at the moment mm -hmm. um she's on the unpaid bit of her maternity mm -hmm. leave um, and so she will be returning to work. Uh, I think her maternity leave ends in about a month, but then she accrues all this holiday. <laughs> so it's actually an extra two months on, on the end. Right. Um, but that's incredibly tough because it's, you know, I'm working day job working all day in this office. Uh, and I'm lucky enough to have a dedicated space to be able to do that. I'm not taking that for granted at all, but she's, trying to manage two kids all all day right and you know i what i'm really worried about is this and i see it happening this creation or division in society of those who can afford either financially or mentally or or whatever it is to have provisions in place and those who cannot and so we're quite fortunate in that my wife, when she does work, um, I say full time, she actually works part time. She works three days a week. Um, we, we can, we can manage that and we can have help from grandparents and, you know, but what happens if you're a single parent right. and you're being told return to work, right. but there's no childcare, you know, and, and last week, uh, I did a LinkedIn live, which was the, the forgotten parents of, of lockdown, because I think that there's so much advice around, you know, how to uh, manage your kids during lockdown, you know, how to, and actually a lot of the advice seems to be aimed at the parents to just like not judge themselves and just, you know, put on the movie, you know, you almost need to relax. Whereas, well, what about if you've got, what if you've got a baby or a toddler or a, a kid with special needs that you, you can't just leave? Exactly. Like how, how are you going to manage right. this? And, and I think it is gonna, going to create more divisions within society of those who have and those who have not. And, and it really, really worries me. I think particularly then focusing on the dad perspective side of it, um, it's really mixed. There, there are dads who cannot wait to have some sort of separation between uh, life and family and, and work. Um, there are those who uh, I spoke to a guy a few days ago who says, I never want to go back to the way it was. Uh, I want to, I want to become a fully remote worker. This guy never worked from home before in his wow. life. Um, yeah. I, I want to become a fully remote worker. Uh, I'm getting so much more done. I'm spending so much more time with my family. 
I uh, don't want to go back to the way it was. And, and then, you know, personally, I find myself somewhere in the middle that the reason I'm an advocate for flexible working is because of that really important word flexible. Um, one thing I'm really, really keen on, on putting out there as a message is what we are going through now is not flexible working. It, it, it is mandated working from home where possible. That is not flexible. Yeah. And um, mm. I, I agree. It's sort of interesting sometimes the definition of flexible work. I see it as a much broader um, definition that maybe some other people would see because mm. I'm hoping that the awareness that um, care work is so big and takes up so much effort that that ultimately will lead to more people being aware that maybe job sharing where you basically yeah. take one job and have a talent partnership between two people might be um, a possibility and not just quote unquote mothers, but that could be for somebody who is maybe planning to retire at some point and somebody new mm. coming together, or maybe a dad who wants to create a side business with somebody yeah. else. So I feel in Canada that is currently, you know, there is very little awareness. And so I was curious yes. when you talk to other dads, are you aware of any dads that maybe even doing it right now, sort of a part-time career or because of all the lockdown are contemplating to do that going forward. Yeah. So interestingly, not, not in, so in the UK, there's a couple of dads I speak to who are uh, stay at home dads mm -hmm. uh, or, or uh, one guy in particular, a work from home dad. Okay. Is, is he, he has his own business. Yep. It's just from, from home. Um, but I think the majority are still very traditional in, in the setup and it's funny because i'm in that setup too i, I out of our family household i i bring home kind of 80 percent of the income i work five days a week uh, i sometimes do early mornings and late nights um, and my wife works three days a week. So it's, but I'm out there talking about, you know, diversity and stuff. Mm -hmm. But my main message is that actually it needs to work for those families and those individuals. Don't just do something to be part of a quota. It's right. about understanding what works for you. But interestingly, um, I was speaking to a guy again, who's in, um, in California mm -hmm. and he was, he, uh, was talking about when he worked at Microsoft mm -hmm. He also um, became a, a realtor okay. as well. And, and he said that this, he, he got to the point where he reduced his hours with Microsoft to three days a week, um, kind of four hours a day. Mm -hmm. He got to the point where he was building up this realtor business. Right. Um, and, then he, and then he actually ended up leaving and now he's doing that full time along, alongside a, a couple of other businesses as well. So I think that as you know, portfolio careers, which I don't know how big of a thing that that is over in Canada, but right. you know, the notion that it's kind of the work equivalent of don't put all your eggs in one basket, that yeah. if you can have a job that maybe uh, provides 80, 90, or even a hundred percent of your income, but takes 70, 80% of your time to just invest the rest of your time into something else and diversify your income streams really. And I think that career portfolio oh, sorry portfolio careers um 
they've been around in the UK as a notion for a good 10 or 15 years, Mm -hmm. but they've often been uh, aligned to the working mum or it's kind of, oh, it's the mum returning from maternity leave who's going to be a party planner and also going to do this. And it was kind of a bit of a joke. Um, Now you're seeing people like, you know, not to be um, by no means a poster child, but I'm, I have a portfolio career and I've got a very quote professional job Mm -hmm. and there's no, you know, and and I, I had some of this feedback from colleagues and friends. Why are you starting your own business? You've got a good job. And it's not, it's not about having a good job or not. It's about fulfilling that passion and the need. And why would you not? So I think that it's going to become more, uh, I think we're going to see more of it. Yes. And actually with COVID, I think it's really opened up those opportunities. Exactly. It's much easier to have a half hour Zoom call with someone at three o'clock in the afternoon uh, than it was a few months ago. So I think fast forward a year, we'll probably see much more of this. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping that too. Mm. I think in the short term, from all I read, I think it you know, it might be very negatively um, turning out for particularly mothers because of Mm -hmm. their lack of um, support for care work. But in the Mm. long term, because it will, my mind, make everything much more flexible, it will, I think, prevent, you know, present much more opportunities, as you said, to have Mm. maybe job sharing or to have a part-time career and people might be doing multiple um, jobs because it is more possible maybe if there is reduced traveling back and forth to work and it becomes much more common to do that. So I I see a lot of opportunity going forward. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, if depending again, and I'm really conscious of this kind of societal divide and the haves and the haves not, uh, have nots, but, you know, I, I, I've not got commuting costs. I'm not buying lunch and exactly, coffees every day. Exactly. Um, I'm, I'm able to, to, to save a fair bit of money each month. And, and you know, if, uh, if I wasn't as career focused, mm-hmm. I could think, well, actually, I could reduce to three and a half days, four days, mm-hmm. and have the same take-home money as I did before COVID. Yep. And actually... What could I do with that time? And I, I don't know whether, you know, that's, uh, I, I've not really played that out in my head. Yep. It's not something that I personally want to do, but, but I would be shocked if there were people who weren't thinking right. along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. And so then one other thing, um, because you had mentioned before that you've talked with um, dads that are mm-hmm. stay at home dads. So one of the things I think, which is also, again, COVID is helping much more, is the skill sets one learns by, say, being a stay-at-home parent and then Mm -hmm. trying to apply to paid work afterwards. Have the people you have talked to who either are or were stay-at-home dads talked about, whether it was difficult for them to return or if people appreciated the skills they learned because I feel that's something really and you know that has been undervalued so far yeah um so 
the stay-at-home dads that I'm thinking of are stay-at-home dads that that is what they're doing. <laughs> they've they've not stayed at home for kind of three years and then gone back okay, to okay, work. Okay, okay, okay. Although having having said that, there was um, there was one guy who who I spoke to who was actually a stay at home dad for about three years okay. and then um, went back into teaching mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so uh, retrained as a teacher and became a teacher. Yeah. Uh, he felt like the experience that he had from being at home really helped with that. Yeah. I think I think though it's a really interesting question because it goes back to the way that generally men and women feel and think about applying for jobs and the skill sets required for those jobs. Exactly. So I, I, you know, I, I, I talk, um, I'm really, I'm a real big fan of, of mentoring and, and particularly mentoring women. Mm-hmm. And one of the main things I end up talking about is when someone says to me, Dan, there's this job I'm really interested in. Can we go through the job spec? Cause I don't know if I'm quite qualified for it. We go through the job spec and they might have six out of 10 of those skills. Mm -hmm. And I say, so what are you going to do? And they say, well, I don't have the skills. And I say, you've got 60% of the skills. And actually these two things here, you don't have direct experience, but you, you know, you've done this, which kind of aligns to it. So you've kind of got 80% and, and the other 20%, isn't that your development opportunity? Isn't that why you're interested in the job, that it's actually a mutual two-way thing? Right. And they're kind of mind blown. It's like, well, but why, why, why should I apply for the job when I don't have the skills? And it's like, well, you see that guy over there, he's going to because research shows that on a, on, on, on a whole, that men, when they have nine out of 10 uh, sorry, if they have six out of ten of 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 a, of a skill set, they're happy to apply because that that that's enough. And so you end up in a position where, on paper, you have uh, a man and a woman that have the exact same experience, but they're not even applying. For, the women aren't even applying for the job because they feel like they're underqualified. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I I had a um, someone who went on maternity leave in my team. Uh, she kept in touch all throughout. And when she came back before she went on maternity leave, she was super ambitious, mm-hmm. want, want, wants promotions, wants promotions. Um, we kept in touch throughout. When she came back, I said, Where, where's your head at? She said, nothing's changed. Uh, still incredibly ambitious. But, you know, I want to do phased return. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to um, I want to use my holiday to do three day weeks mm-hmm. for I think it was about four months in the end. I don't want this to impact um you know my my progression ability and my take on it was you were a superstar performer before you went on maternity leave so you haven't lost that but now you've also gained the the somewhat hellish experience of being a parent right especially with a newborn (laughs) with with a newborn right so you've not you've not lost any skills you've just added to it and and actually now um i had a conversation with her about a month ago because she was giving me the 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 joyous news, even though it's all going to be hell for me that she's got a promotion elsewhere in the business, oh. um, which is fantastic. Right, so she's leaving yes, my team. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, it's and and that, and that's great. So I think that it's just about having that belief. And what I try and do is try and talk to other managers to to try and get rid of some of those prejudices. I I really appreciate mm. that. I think that it is important. And I again, yeah, now. 
COVID in itself is obviously a horrible thing for the world, but there mm. are so many good things that are coming out of it at the same time, I feel, yeah. to really help society, um, you know, move forward. And, and like, you know, the notion of like secret parenting, I think is really yeah. falling by the wayside because it just isn't yeah. possible, right? Yeah. So. No, this is it. I had I had one dad um, who this was this was probably about two months ago now, so still relatively new COVID. Yeah. And he was he was uh, he had a daughter that was just under two years old. His partner uh, worked at a care home doing night shifts, wow. so they you know they didn't see each other very much. Um, he worked in sales in recruitment. And he was uh, messaging me saying, I, I don't know what to do because my employers are still uh, pushing me to, to make all my call quotas, yeah. Yeah. to bear in mind who's speaking to recruiters in, yeah. you know, when the world locks down. Yes. Um, he's also the, the primary caregiver to his daughter and, and COVID. So he's like, what, you know? how do I do that? And we talked about a number of things, but realizing that one of his biggest pressures was, well, I don't feel comfortable calling people because my daughter might cry or my daughter might do what. And, and I, and my take on it was if you were calling me and you started the call and bearing in mind, this is probably a cold call. Right. And you started the call by saying, um, just, just to let you know, I've got my daughter with me. So I, you have to, I have to apologize for any background noises. I'm you're already built rapport with me. Exactly. So I've got two kids at home, right? I said, use it to your advantage. Yeah. And he messaged me a few weeks later saying that he had been, he'd found it had worked wonders. Um, but then actually he'd, he'd since been put on furlough. Mm. Um, so he was having uh, an even better time because he didn't have to have that pressure. Right. Right. Trying to right. Look after yeah. His daughter. So yeah, I, I think that if, if, if COVID can, you know, I, I'm, I, I was thinking, are people going to take such chunks of time off for school holidays in the future? Or are they going to go, do you know what? I'd rather take time off, not in school holidays. Um, and I'll, or maybe I'll take two out of the five days off and I'll work three out of the five days from home because we spent all of lockdown doing it. Right. I, I don't know. I, exactly. I think it's like, you know, it was an experiment that it would not have been possible on that scale if somebody mm. had tried it right on a more voluntary basis but as you're forced to it so i think it's there will be a lot of you know i think positive lessons learned mm. especially for work uh, you know life uh, you know i guess balance i know you don't like that term so much <laughs> it's but, fine but so um i honestly dan i could talk with you forever but is there <laughs> is there anything that you feel we haven't talked about you know from your um dad's network or anything that mm. you would like to share with our um listeners there, there is actually, uh, I, I think, um, so we've talked a lot about the dad side of career yes. dad. Um, I, I want to bring to your attention the career side of career dad, because this is something that I'm hearing quite a few dads talk about, mm -hmm. is they feel like their careers are on hold. They feel like that, um, you know, but as, as I mentioned up front, the nature of career dad it is that fulfillment by family and from work. Right. And, and they feel like, work is stagnating 
Um, I've, I've spoken to, to guys who were about to get in-role promotions that have been put on hold, um, guys who were about to move companies and that's all been put on hold. I've actually spoken to a couple of dads who are in probably the worst situation in that where they'd handed in notices to go to other jobs and then those jobs have put those oh, wow. uh, on hold yeah. and they're now out of work. Wow. Um, and so I think... Yeah, there's a lot of dads that I'm speaking to that are saying it feels like we're a bit in limbo. Do we just kind of write off the year? Right. Um, and I and I get it because uh, I, I can kind of relate to that as well. I think what I would say and what I have said is if anyone of your listeners is, is feeling like that, I think that this is the time to really double down on building for that future. So before we started recording, we were talking about, you know, the, the power of networking and how even we've met. And, and the fact that it's taken us six or seven months to actually speak uh, for, for the first time, um, that's, that's not uh, a shock, really. And, and I think that people who get to the point where they say, do you know what? I, I don't want to be in my job anymore. I'm now going to network really hard for two weeks and find another job. It just doesn't work like that. So what I'm saying and what I'm recommending is to start building. If you're not already build those authentic relationships now, because they take months or years. And so that when companies do start to lift their lockdowns, you're going to be in a much better position than if you hadn't have done that. And some of the pushback I get is, well, won't that take a long time? Yes, it will. But what else? I'm not saying that do that instead of something else. I'm saying do it as well as right. whatever it is you're doing and your future self will thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And That's now, right. no, but I, I, I fully agree <laughs> with you. I, I really mm. do. And um, now how can people find you where can they find you <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in a little village in northampton um as aside from that uh, digitally um, so uh i uh so yes um so uh career dad is is a good start so careerdad.co.uk um, from there, there's all the links to to all the social channels and stuff. Um, or if you're on LinkedIn, uh, yeah, if you just type in Dan Reed Career Dad, uh, again, I, I'll come up. Um, or just, I, I'm very, very open to um, help, trying to help people as much as, as I can. Um, I'm very happy for people to just drop me an email um, if they just want a sounding board for something or just want to chat. Uh, again, dan at careerdad.co.uk. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. And it was so nice to quote unquote, see you. <laughs> and, and It's been great. And I hope to, you know, have a similar conversation maybe in a year from now and to see how the world has changed since then. That'd be fantastic. It's been so fun talking to you. I'm really, really uh, pleased that you, uh, you've invited me on. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye.